Hey guys, Darren Bentley here. And before we get started, I wanted to make a special announcement. We have officially opened registration for the Private Money Conference, which is a three-day live event where you will learn directly from Jay and his team how to raise thousands of dollars in private money to fund all of your real estate deals. Now, in today's changing market, more and more people are losing out to other investors because most of those investors have the cash to fund these deals. Did you know that you are missing out on 87% of the real estate deals out there because you don't have access to private money? Sadly, most real estate investors don't even know this is the reason why they continue to lose deal after deal. And with everything that's happening in the market today, you absolutely need every advantage available to you. And having access to unlimited amounts of private money is your big advantage. So to register for this live event, head over to jconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event, where you will be able to lock in your seat for this live in-person three-day event, which takes place June 12th, 13th, and the 14th in beautiful North Carolina. But you got to be fast because there are a limited number of seats, and when they are gone, they're gone. So again, to take advantage of this incredible event and to learn how to raise all the private money you'll ever need directly from Jay Connor and his team, head over to jayconnor.com forward slash event. Again, that is jayconnor.com, J-A-Y-C-O-N-N-E-R.com forward slash event. Now let's get into today's episode. You know, one thing that I'm exploring that I want to test and I haven't done it yet, and that is I'm hearing a lot of my colleagues and and high-end real estate investors across the nation doing more and more outbound cold calling. Have you got any thoughts or comments on that strategy? Yeah, I mean, I think everyone shifted to that when because they became so dependent on direct mail. And when the direct mail started to get saturated, I mean, I've got, shoot, I've got 50 rentals of my own. So I get a lot of direct mail because I'm an right. absentee owner, right? So I'm I on a lot. I got, yeah, so. In fact, I got one in the mail yesterday. Yeah, right? <laughs> so here's my question is, have you received that card or something that looks very similar to it before? Sure. Yeah, exactly. So you get the same, everyone's ordering their mail from the same four or five places. So you get the same four or five postcards over and over again. And I think when that stopped, being as effective because I think sellers became blind to that messaging. They, you know, they resulted to actually picking up the phone old school style and started calling again. Yeah. But I don't like it. I had my days of being the cold calling cowboy. Right. I, I don't uh, look back on those memories fondly. Well, well, I, well, I can tell you as I explored and tested, it will not be me doing the outbound calling. I'll right. tell you that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. We will definitely automate that process. Now, on one of your shows, uh, Matt, in fact, on a lot of your shows, you're big on the topic of integrity. You talk Mm -hmm. a lot about integrity. And one quote that I heard you say recently on one of your shows is you asked the question. I think you may have been at one of your live events on stage when you asked the audience the question, where would you be if you did everything you said? Mm -hmm. Which I found to be a powerful question. 
but can you take a moment and explain why did you ask your audience that question? I asked them that question because I think it's the most, the most powerful place to operate from as a human being is to take responsibility for your own results. Good or bad, you are responsible. There, there's very little out there that's out of or beyond your control. You know, everything you have today is, is really a, a culmination of all the decisions that you've made up to this point. And when it comes to, you got to be really careful. This is, I'm, I'm going to answer this very carefully because I have a little bit of a pet peeve when a company or a person says that they have integrity. Because I immediately go on, oh, no, you don't. <laughs> right? That's my immediate radar. And everybody, how my little red flags go up. And no one really has integrity. Either they are in integrity or they are out of integrity and people waffle back and forth. The high performance, high achievers just have managed to stay in integrity more often than they're not. And that integrity being is saying what you're going to do and then doing what you're going to say for no other reason than you said you were going to do it. And if you think about where you would be of, of all the things that you said you were going to do, then you look back on how little of that you actually did right? And then you start thinking about, well, gosh, if everybody I interacted with, if they did everything that they said they were going to do, look how far I'd be as well. Or just look how much better that the world would work. So I, I go through that process at, at our events right in the beginning because they are at my event because they have yet to get what they were looking for out of real estate. I just want them to recognize that whether it's my program or your program or someone else's book or someone else's video, like it all works. It's you, the human being, that's bringing the variable to that equation and to take responsibility for it. And, you know, when are you, when are you actually going to do something about it? Because it's completely in your control. And so that's, that's why I think that conversation of integrity is important. Not for me from a, a business and, and you should trust my business, more that you should trust yourself. Excellent. Well, as you were talking, it reminds me of something that I've shared with my students in the past. And that is, I say, you know what? If you just show up, <laughs> just show up, yeah. just show up. You've left the herd behind. Yeah. I mean, you know, one of my, you know, I'm in a small area, Matt. I mean, my total target market's only 40,000 people. Mm. And so I'm, I'm blessed that in that 40,000, I'm the most consistent real estate investor around here. So I don't have that many other people show up putting bandit signs out. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give an example right now of what you just said about integrity and just, you know, being responsible and, res and being, and being responsive to your own marketing that you're putting out there. So every once in a while, someone will show up that, you know, there, there'll be some, guru that comes to town 90 minutes away and now i'll see these bandit signs popping up we buy houses we buy houses mm -hmm. and i have the most fun matt i call the numbers leaving my message saying i've got houses for sale not one but plural and it's the truth i have mm -hmm. houses for sale mm -hmm. and if i get a fourth of them one out of four maybe one out of five to call me back I'm lucky, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, just, just follow up. Another thing that I heard you say on one of your recent shows, and I quote, you said, real estate is easy. What's hard 
is what's in between your ears. Mm -hmm. And it reminded me of, of something uh, that I have said in the past, and that is it's hard to really own or control real estate out here until you own or control the real estate in between your ears. Sure, sure. But I want to know, what do you mean by that when you say that? Why is real estate easy and what's in between your ears hard? Well, I mean, I could show anybody how to fill out a purchase agreement inside of 10 minutes, right? In this blank, you put this, and this blank, you put that, and this blank, you put that. But why you don't get up and do it every single day, that's on you, right? You know how to do it. Now it's up to you to do what you know. And so that's really the, the, the famous quote from uh, Wolf of Wall Street when he said, the only thing between you and everything that you want is the BS story that you keep telling yourself up here, right? Right. And that's the story that you tell yourself. That's those six inches of real estate in between your ears. And if you can control that, then you can control any physical real estate. What do you think is the number one thing that holds people back? I think there's two things with regard to real estate. It's one, they don't believe real estate works. They just don't believe it works. They, they have some sort of doubt whether it's conscious or subconscious. And the second thing is they don't believe that they work. So that's where the real doubt comes from. You know, the, the famous personal development quote or question is, what would you choose to do if you knew you wouldn't fail? And everybody picks something that they're not doing, right? Because they don't believe that they can do it. And I think real estate is no exception. Beautiful. I love it. I love it. And of course, my audience is varied. I've got a lot of uh, viewers and listeners that are seasoned real estate investors, but I also have a lot that haven't done their first deal yet. Mm -hmm. And so what's the best advice, the top one or two or three uh, pieces of advice you can give to a brand new real estate investor that has yet to do their first deal? Mm. There's a bunch there, but let me see what's most important. I think the first thing is, I think to, to be intentional about creating your environment, I think is a biggie. Now, what do you mean by environment? The people that you associate with, the people that you connect with. If, you, if you're an entrepreneur of any sort, and then if you're a real estate entrepreneur, it can be a really lonely world. There, You've got a lot of, people that are more than willing to give you advice and tell you what to do and what not to do. But sadly, none of them are actually taking their own advice. So you're taking, getting bombarded with all of this information that from people that don't have, know how to do what it is that you want to do. So I think one, you need to be intentional about creating your environment and look for the doers in this world. Look for people that have the life or living the life or doing what it is that you want to do and become a value to them. So they're more inclined to assist you and help you. So many people go out and looking for what can you give me, you know, what can you do for me? And if you just kind of flip that equation and say, uh, hey, Jay, what can I do for you? And if you don't know, then it's my job to figure out what it is that you do need and what I can do for you. And I think that that's the best approach. And the second thing I would think is just move at the speed of instruction. You don't need to know everything before you get started, right? The... Uh, you know, Martin Luther King had said, uh, you don't need to see the whole staircase to take that first step. So I think that's really key. And the third thing that probably holds people back a lot, or at least what they say holds them back is, but where am I going to find the money? Right. And I think what people don't realize is when you get really good at finding deals and it doesn't take any money to find deals, it doesn't take any money to get control of those deals. And what people don't realize is once you've got control of a deal, once you've got a property under contract, you actually have the leverage in the relationship. 
There's no shortage of money in the system right now that's looking for a good deal. There's no shortage of money out there looking to place their money somewhere. And if you've got a good deal, the money is really, really easy to find. So don't stop yourself from uh, going out there and taking action because you don't know where you're going to have find the money if you get the property under contract. So those are a few things that, that come to mind right away. Yeah, well, it's excellent advice. And I know firsthand uh, on the money, I mean, I've, I've got people knocking on my door right now say, I mean, I've got a good problem. <laughs> and yeah. that is money sitting on the shelf waiting to be deployed. And I tell you, you know, when you got money sitting on the shelf waiting to be deployed, it, it, the confidence level even goes up even more. But you're right. I, I love your I love your quote of uh, move at the speed of instruction. You know, <laughs> I am not a thinker brain. I'm a reptile brain. And bless my friends' hearts, the engineers that they got to think it all the way through that never end up taking the action. So excellent advice. When it comes to books, you're an author. Mm -hmm. and I know you got more books that you're getting ready to uh, release, but your, your two books, Do Over and Epic Freedom. Can you give us just a little overview summary of what those two books are about and why people might want to get those? Sure. Well, we'll Do Over is kind of half autobiographical, half personal development. And it was all stemmed from the Mark Twain quote, learn from other people's mistakes because you won't be here long enough to make them all on your own. <laughs> and, and as I had to do over in life, I had to start life over at the age of 34. I had made my millions before I was 30, not millions, but I made a million before I was 30 and lost it. And then I had to start all over again. And so I had to do over. So I want to make sure that I wasn't going to make the same mistakes second time around as I did the first time around. And, you know, you kind of go from music business into real estate and like those seemingly have nothing to do with each other, but they're both a business and they're both very much have to do with each other. So that's really what that book is about, Do Over and how, to, how I uh, recreated myself and heeded the, all the mistakes I made previously. And then uh, Epic Freedom is, it's a really short, quick read. It's all just about the, the two fastest strategies to a paycheck in real estate to put some money in your pocket so then you can really start building something meaningful. Speaking of books, my best guess is you're an avid reader, would be my I, guess. I do, yes. What types of books do you like to read? That's part one of this question. What kind of books do you like to read? Part two of the question is, what book has had or books has had the most profound effect on your life and your experience of transformation? Got it. I think lately I'm really into books that are looking into the future. Maybe I'm really hypersensitive to it because of how the digital download crushed the industry that had been around for, you know, uh, almost a century, right, of selling audibles. And so now I'm looking forward and I'm being more open to what's going on in the future. Like, so I'm always looking into, you know, I'm interested in the blockchain. I'm interested in cryptocurrency and where that's going to go. I don't want to be on the outside looking in when that happens. I'm not a big speculator, so I'm not a big advocate of it either. I just want to be aware. I'm looking at all the how. Um, the, the cell phone is becoming the center of our life and it's what has people's attention. So stuff like TV and, and radio advertising are becoming less and less effective, even though they're just as expensive as they've ever been. I'm looking at the sales process. I'm looking at what Amazon is doing. I'm just the retargeting thing, the way, the things that you can do. So I'm always really into the future with what, with what I'm interested in reading right now. But I would say the biggest, the book that's had the most profound is probably two. One would be Tony Robbins, Awaken the Giant Within. I've, amen brother amen that was just i think that i mean that book was written like 30 years ago and i think I it's just as valid today as it was then 
And I've read it probably 11 or 12 times. I was reading it once a year, every year for a while. And the second one is a book called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. It's a short I haven't heard of that one. Tell us about it. Dar- Darren Hardy kind of copied it, I think. And may- he-, he became a little bit more famous with it called The Compound Effect. Right. Right. But uh, The Slight Edge was first. And that uh, just how every decision you make matters. And especially the small ones. And when you make that small decision consistently, it can have a very impactful or yeah, create impactful results in your life for the good or the bad. And what a lot of people do is they think these small little decisions don't matter. And it's it's every decision matters. And that's uh that's really been a, a profound philosophy in my life is I've I've done over after the music industry. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. Well, Matt, we are out of time and I don't want to stop. In fact, you are so intriguing. I want to have you back on the show uh, again sometime in the future. But before we go, I know my audience is going to want to continue the conversation and to connect with you. We mentioned right up front at the beginning of the show that you've got a free, your free real estate investing course you're going to give away. So uh, please give that information out and how people can get that course and connect with you. Sure. So, I mean, coincidentally, you'd ask me what are the, the things that hold people back and from getting started, getting their first deal. And that's a that's a frequent question. And a lot of times it comes to me in the form of, you know, if you lost everything, how would you start all over again? So I've been asked that question so many times that I just created a course around it because I did get started with nothing. And so I, I created a, a course on how to do real estate with little to no money. And I think the big there's a lot of different courses with that type of label around it and doing the real estate, which you may know, especially if you're in, if you're a private money expert, then you know, you don't need a lot of money to do the actual real estate, but to go out and run the real estate investing business that can take some capital. So I'll show you how people how to do both sides with little to no money. And you can get the copy of that at free real estate investing course.com. Perfect. In fact, I'm going, I'm going to have put, I'm going to put right up here on the screen uh, for those that are watching uh, the video uh, on uh, our YouTube channels. So uh, one more time, I'm pointing to it right now, Matt, but you say it one more time for those that are listening. Sure. Free real estate investing course.com. Awesome. Matt, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. And uh, man, what a breath of fresh air. Any final parting comments before we call it a wrap? Final words and parting comments. Yeah, I say uh, cash flow is king. Watch out for flipping and wholesaling properties. That can be a trap. Go for the cash flow and you'll be out of here faster than you know it. I love it. Thank you so much, Matt. Look forward to being in touch. And to all of our viewers and listeners, thank you for tuning in to Real Estate Investing with Jay Connor. I'm Jay Connor of the Private Money Authority, wishing you all the best. And here's to taking your real estate investing business to the next level. Bye for now. We'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye.